Good morning, everyone. Today we have uh, one of the, the, the greatest resurrection stories in the New Testament. Uh, it's a story about the Eucharist. It's a story about the mission and the life of the church. Uh, it's just a super powerful story. Today I want to uh, invoke St. Augustine as is common. Uh, and so St. Augustine, one of his most beautiful lines that he ever uses in his autobiography, The Confessions, Augustine in book 10 of The Confessions, he addresses God and he's speaking to God and he says, Late have I loved you, beauty ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. And I want to use that today as, as sort of a tagline for what's happening in our gospel and what I think God wants to say to us today. Beauty ever ancient, ever new. It's really hard to combine things that are old and things that are new. It's really hard to do that. When we built our, our renovation here, when we did our renovation of the church, we have new things and we have old, and our architect and our team did a great job. It's really hard to do that. It's really hard to take things that are old and integrate them well with things that are new. I think of when I was, um, years ago, when I was first learning to love Vivaldi's work, The Four Seasons, which I love that work. And I'm not just trying to be highbrow or something. I know you're impressed. But I, a friend of mine, I got her a copy of that for her birthday, I think, at one point. And I, I got her a digital copy of The Four Seasons by Vivaldi. And it's just, it's this beautiful old work. But what I didn't know is I had also sent her, the same artist had taken that work and had also used a drum machine, an electronic drum machine, and tried to make one of Vivaldi's works into kind of a rap song. Don't, don't ever do that. It's a really, really bad idea. It was painful. Uh, and she made fun of me a lot for that. That happens sometimes. When we try to combine things that are old and things that are new, it just, it's very hard to do. It doesn't usually work. It doesn't usually work. So think of someone, right? We, we all know in Hollywood, you just know when someone's had too much plastic surgery. Right? They're trying to do something new with something old. Parents, when you try to be cool with your kids, it doesn't work. Right? Same thing with priests. I'm like, hey, kids. <laughs> We're still cool, right? And they're like, oh my gosh, Father Brian, don't talk to me. You're so embarrassing. It's hard to combine old and new. We can think of a thousand examples of this. Some of the beautiful cities in the world, Jerusalem. When you go to Jerusalem, you'll notice they don't allow modern buildings in Jerusalem. Because there's a unity and a beauty to the way Jerusalem is built. And if you put a modern skyscraper in the middle of Jerusalem, it wouldn't fit and today I want to talk about that theme, the old and the new. Augustine says, late have I loved you, beauty ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. Today, brothers and sisters, today is an Easter day. And I want to talk about how God is the only one who really can do this. He is the one who is ever ancient, ever new. And today I want to focus on how God wants to do something new. As Catholics, we're used to thinking of God as always being ancient. And there's something super good about that. 
It's, it's amazingly good. I love being a Catholic because I know that our faith doesn't change. Things that were true before are true today. They will always be true. God is ever ancient. In Hebrews chapter 13, we're told that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I love that about being a Catholic. The things that I believe today in the year 2020 are the same things St. Augustine believed in the 4th and 5th century. They're the same things that St. Paul believed in the 1st century. Because God is always faithful. He's always the same. And there's a wonderful stability to that. And as Catholics, we love that. We love the fact that you can go anywhere in the world. Right? You could travel to Nigeria tomorrow. Right? Or to Vietnam or wherever. You, well, you can't do that now. But I don't know. In two years, you could do that. And if you went to Mass, you might not know the language. But the Mass is the same. And by the way, it would be the same if you went back to the 8th century or to the 15th century and you went to a mass. You might not know the Latin that's being spoken, but you would know when the priest holds up the host, you would know exactly what's happening. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as Catholics, we love that. But there's another side to the story. And you and I sometimes miss this as Catholics. Sometimes we know that God is so consistent, he's so stable, we know we can trust him, but sometimes it grows stale. And we think, oh, God just always behaves in the same way. And we, we can grow stale in our faith. And so one of my favorite figures in the Bible, because he's a lot like me, is Jesus. No, just kidding. But one of my favorite figures in the Bible who's like me is Quoheleth. And if you don't know Quoheleth, Quoheleth is the author of the book of Ecclesiastes. And he's like, I say he's like me because he's a bit of a pessimist. And so Quoheleth is the one who says God's always the same. Everything just kind of always goes the same way and he thinks that about all of life. And so Quoheleth, in the beginning of the book of Ecclesiastes, he says this. He says, all things are full of weariness. I'm certainly this way, and I bet you are too. As we age, things just, the same things happen. I go to church on Sundays. I go to confession on Saturdays. I get up, I hit my alarm clock, I drink my coffee, and you start to think, is there anything new? All things are full of weariness. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. And here's the key line. It comes from Koholath. It's a popular line. He says, And there is nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it is said, See, this is new? And Koholath's such a pessimist. 
Look, someone says, hey, this is new. And he says, it has already been in the ages before us. So Koholeth is, is like me. He's kind of like, yeah, you think it's new, but it's not, and then you die. <laughs> life, life is tough, and then they bury you. That's Koholeth. And I think as Catholics sometimes and as Christians, here's what I want to say to you today, brothers and sisters, and here's what God has for you. Beauty ever ancient, ever new. It's really hard to combine what is old and what is new, but Jesus Christ does that every day. When we get stale, we grow old, we get stuck in our ways and we become pessimistic. God is eternally new. In today's story in our gospel reading about the road to Emmaus, there's so much richness there. And I want to encourage you, you need to study that story. The genius of that story is one of the moments in Scripture that, that makes me think there's no way that a human being could have written this. The incredible richness and depth of this story could only be inspired by the Holy Spirit. But you need to study that. You've got to do your homework. And I want to encourage you to do that. But I do want to jump into that. Today is a story where God is ever new. There are these two disciples of Christ. And it's, this is such a fascinating story. It's, it has a parallel. Scholars will talk about how Luke has a parallel. Take Jesus and they go up to the temple in Jerusalem. And guess what? It's the feast of Passover. And here we are at the end of the gospel. And there's two people, and I don't want to get into this, but this is a married couple. We tend to think of this as two men. It's not two men. This is a married couple. And they've been in Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. And in Luke chapter 2, Joseph and Mary, they go up and they think that God is predictable. He is ever ancient. He behaves in the same ways. He's trustworthy. And what happens is Joseph and Mary leave Jerusalem and they think Jesus is with them. And they lose him. And after, after they figure out that they no longer have Christ with them, they run back to Jerusalem. And it takes them three days to find him. Today in our gospel in Luke 24, there's a couple that has lost Christ. Because God has to work in my life a certain way. And this couple thought the way God works and the way the Messiah will work looks like this. Because God is ever ancient. But today on Easter Sunday, right? This Easter day, God is doing something new. He is doing something new. And this couple, they have lost Christ. They say the Messiah can't be crucified. And so as they walk and they leave the Christian community, they leave Jerusalem, they're leaving the faith. As they're leaving, they talk to Jesus and they don't recognize him. 
Just like Mary and Joseph didn't know that Jesus was gone from their company. Their eyes are kept from seeing. And so this couple is talking to Jesus without knowing it. And they say, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. I used to hope he was the one to redeem the nation, to renew God's promises. I used to think that, but their hope is in the past tense. It's a hope that has died. Today, today's gospel, the road to Emmaus, is a story about a couple who had lost Jesus and they found him again. Or maybe we should say more powerfully that he found them. That he did something new. What I want to challenge you on today, brothers and sisters, is that God is ever ancient, ever new. And in the book of Isaiah, there's a great passage about this. In Isaiah 43, I know you were thinking that. You're like, gosh, this reminds me of Isaiah 43. You would be right. So in Isaiah 43, in verse 18, God says this. He says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Right? Don't remember yesterday. Forget about yesterday. Forget about it. He says, behold, I am doing a new thing. It springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Here's my very simple challenge to you today, brothers and sisters. Whether you're someone who is really strong in your faith right now or not, do you know that God can do something new? The disciples walking to Emmaus, the ex-disciples, right, they thought they were at the end of the story. That's what they thought. They thought that the story had come to an end. They had this great figure, this prophet who looked amazing, but the story was at an end. But what they found out on that Easter Sunday, that first Easter Sunday, that evening, what they found out was that they were not at the end of the story, they were at the beginning. That Christ was making all things new. That his resurrection would remake the entire world. And that he hadn't abandoned them. He hadn't left them, but that he would always be with us and abandoned by him. We have this plan and we say, and I know I do in my life, I say, this is what my priesthood should look like. This is what my life should look like. And when it doesn't go the way I think it should go, I think, God has left me. It's like Joseph and Mary, and they say, he's no longer with us. Where is he? And this couple, right, they, uh, in Luke 24, they think the Messiah can't be crucified because this is the way God works. He has to work this way in my life. Sometimes, because God is new, he's eternally new, we lose track of him because we think he's always going to be predictable. He's always going to do the same things. And part of that's true, but brothers and sisters, today in your life, as you're at home, as you have whatever going on with your fears about the economy and your family and your future, God wants to do something new. 
Maybe he wants to do something new concretely. Maybe after this coronavirus, maybe you're someone, if you're not married yet, maybe you're someone who's going to go and embrace poverty, chastity, and obedience and say, you know what, my whole life is Christ. And he has called me to something like those two disciples. They'll say, we're not our hearts burning within us as he talked to us on the way. I was praying this morning, preparing for today's homily, and I need that in my life. And I know you do too. The longer we live the Christian life, it's a long road. And you and I have to remember, brothers and sisters, that God wants to do something new. And I know in my heart, in my soul, in my mind, I know that over the years, my sin has made me old. It's made me stale. It's made me hard to certain things. But God can do new things. And that should fill us with joy and excitement and the expectation that God always wants to do new things. He wants to resurrect our lifeless souls and bring them new joy and purpose so that we run back to Jerusalem filled with the Spirit and say He is truly risen. Today and this week, as you are at home and as you pray and you're making those habits and you're saying, I'm going I'm to pray and spend that time with God, brothers and sisters, this week, you need to expect that God will do something new in your life. That he can make you new. One of my favorite passages, if you go to Lord's, you know that every passage is my favorite passage. But one of them is 2 Corinthians 5.17. It's a great scripture passage to memorize. 2 Corinthians 5.17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And I know God can do that. I know he can do it in my life. I know he can do it in yours. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And like that married couple on Easter Sunday, I want to be new. I want my heart and my soul to be new. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So Jesus, I love that you are ever ancient. I love that I, the truth doesn't change. And I love my Catholic faith because you protect it. It never changes. The first Christians celebrated Eucharist and we still do today. You are ever ancient. You are always true. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. But Jesus, I know you're new. And that fills me with joy and hope. And so today I can pray with St. Augustine, Lord, late have I loved you, beauty ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you.